0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the One Mind Meditation Podcast. My name is Morgan Dix, and this is episode 40. So on this show, we interview scientists, experts, practitioners, and teachers of meditation in an effort to really demystify this ancient practice and peek behind the curtain and give you the best tips and also the stories to really inspire your practice. And in the last few episodes, we have explored morning routines and how to optimize our morning routines with bestselling author Hal Elrod. We interviewed Dr. Peter Wayne who is the author of Harvard Medical School's Guide to Tai Chi. And we talked all about moving meditation. And then most recently, in the last episode, we interviewed iAwake Technologies founder, John Dupuy, on the very fascinating topic and technology called brainwave entrainment and how that can really accelerate your spiritual practice. Today, we are gonna be talking about a topic that's pretty popular these days, is the question of how can meditation make you more productive? Can it make you more productive? In my experience, yes, it definitely can, but we're gonna go into this question and I've got some interesting tips for you and kind of a give you a takeaway exercise to try at the end of this podcast episode. So here's the general layout of the show. First, we're going to talk about why I wanted to talk about this topic of meditation and productivity, and then we're going to explore the science and the social proof that really helps make a case for the marriage of meditation and productivity. And in the third part, we're going to talk about why and how meditation is training for your attention and why that's so important in the time that we're living in, in our modern age. And then finally, in part four, the end of this episode, as I mentioned, I'm going to share an exercise with you that I practice every single day that marries meditation with productivity. It's a practice that has helped me a lot and I think it can probably help you too. So before we jump in, I wanted to ask you, if you are a regular listener, and if you enjoy the show, will you consider leaving us a rating and a review on iTunes? That is super helpful. It's the best way to help other meditators discover the show. So if you're inspired by what you listen to, if you find it helpful, that is a really great way to support us. So now let's jump into the show. So this topic has come a little bit more into the forefront of my attention. How can meditation make you more productive? Because recently my wife and I found out we are going to be having our first child, which is so exciting. We are completely pumped. We're going to be having a daughter and she's going to be arriving in April. So I was talking to one of my good friends, Kenzo An, who you might remember was really he was in episode one of this podcast you can go back and listen to that how does meditation impact work love and art and we were talking and Kenzo is a great inspiration to me on a lot of levels but He gave me this really great idea. It came out of our conversation. He's like, well, why don't you think of the time between now and April when your wife gives birth as a kind of sprint? Because I have a lot to get done between here and there. And I want to also be sure I can take a month off to be with her. So in thinking about that, one of the directions my mind turned to was, okay, how can I be more productive during this time? How can I really optimize this five months or this four months between now and April. And you might have remembered in episode eight, I did a podcast called how to turn meditation into a keystone habit. And, you know, I cover this topic in that episode in some detail because I had Discovered a very powerful relationship between meditation and productivity. And it was new for me because, as a lot of you know, I come much more from a spiritual background. I spent 15 years in a meditation ashram and doing meditation practice anywhere from two to 12 hours a day. So we did a ton of meditation practice for over a decade. So Discovering the power of meditation more as a tool for productivity, that was kind of a new idea for me, but one that certainly has gotten a lot of press in magazines like Entrepreneur, or Inc., or Forbes, or Fast Company, or the Huffington Post. It's become popular. As a lot of you know, meditation really has this new kind of mainstream shine to it, and even Wall Street has taken a shine to it. And this idea of productivity, can meditation make you more productive? Is one of the reasons why it's become successful or why it's become such a darling in these sort of, you might say, incongruous settings, but incongruous no longer. So you may be wondering how can sitting there doing nothing make me better? at doing lots of things more efficiently. It's kind of counterintuitive. And that's a really good question. But here's the interesting thing. It works. I've tested this proposition and I found that meditation is really a very effective productivity hack or tool. And you don't have to take my word for it, although I, I want to share my experience with you a little. There is real science to back this up, and of course, the social proof, which I was just referring to, in terms of studies, there's a very famous study out of the University of Washington. I think it was in; it might have been published in 2012. But basically, it was a study in which they looked at the effects of meditation training on the multitasking behavior of knowledge workers, people who sit in front of the computer. And I, as you know, that's more and more workers across the world spend their time at a computer monitor. And so there were like three test groups, people who went underwent an eight-week training course on mindfulness-based meditation. Those who endured a wait period were tested and then underwent the same eight-week training, and those who had eight weeks of training in body relaxation. Now, basically what the results showed was that those individuals who trained in meditation stayed on tasks longer and made fewer task switches, as well as they self-reported less negative emotion after task performance. And that was that stood in comparison to the other two groups. And all groups, both the meditations and the relax- relaxation groups, showed improved memory for the tasks they performed. So that was a significant study that really showed pretty conclusive results. And so, okay, what well, you're asking, so what? What's the significance of that? The significance is that it shows that meditation can help you stay on task. It can help you be more focused. And so now in such super competitive environments as the financial services industry, you have some of these top level hedge fund managers. Again, not your typical wheelhouse for meditation, not the place you expect to find it. These folks, some of them are attributing their success to meditation now the conversation around whether we think that's right or wrong that's a different conversation and one that's probably worth having and may send up red flags for some of you but the point remains it's interesting to see how meditation affects focus and concentration in these very competitive high-stress environments they've also found this in the military that soldiers being deployed to the war front demonstrate much better working memory capacity. That is the ability to hold ideas or uh, information in your mind and manipulate it when you're under stress. So usually when you are under stress and you go into your fight or flight response, and that's obviously, there's a continuum of that. All of us experience different degrees of stress. Quite likely a lot of you work in a some level of a stressful environment. And your working memory capacity is affected by that stress, your ability to hold concepts and wield those concepts and then be deft and light on your feet and move and respond and react. And to do so with the information ready to hand, top of mind, that's really important. It could really mean the difference, at least for these soldiers, life or death. So does it make them more productive in their work? Absolutely. Absolutely. So you have these two really interesting examples of the study out of the University of Washington. And I can't remember the, w- the source of the other study on working memory capacity, but the one shows the really conclusive results around focus and task switching. So the implications being there's greater self-regulation And then the other situation where people are under a very stressful environment and they're able not to lose the executive function in their brain, their decision-making capacities around manipulating information and holding information in their mind, not losing their cool, not losing their mind. So I find that very interesting. And it's always important to remember, it's like meditation, if it's anything, it's training for your attention. So in an age when we're all distracted, it's important to nurture and develop your capacity for one-pointed attention. So think about it. Everything we do requires our attention, from the most mundane things to the most subtle and highly demanding things. Attention, it's really the all-encompassing canvas for your entire life, for, for all your subjective experience, for your thoughts, your desires, your decisions. So the quality of your attention, by extension, think about it, the quality of your attention often determines the direction and quality of your life. That just makes sense. If you have a dress with like frayed fabric it doesn't matter how beautiful the design is that you put on that fabric, you're not going to have a quality dress. But when the fabric is silk, it's beautiful, it's soft, and then you put a beautiful, you put a beautiful pattern on it, then you have something amazing. Likewise, if you have a really banged up computer screen, anything that comes across that computer screen is going to be distorted any images, any uh, music, any videos. So think you can think about it like our attention is the canvas for our entire experience. So the quality of our attention is very, very important. And the reason I'm talking about this is that we live in an age of very profound distraction. And that's because as we have talked about in different parts of this show, in modern life, We all suffer from an overload of information, an overload of responsibility, an overload of tasks and to-do lists. We have a lot less of an immediate on-the-ground social network all around us. That village that it takes to raise a child, we don't have that in the modern age. Most of us live much more siloed lives. It really is the age of the individual. So we're a lot of us, overwhelmed naturally as a result. And we, we all suffer from a certain amount of information overload and the stress that comes with that. Now, meditation is really one of the very best practices for refining your attention. So with practice, the art of meditation, it teaches you how to stay relaxed and focused on one thing at a time and think about it when was the last time you just were able to sit in a calm undistracted easy way focused on one thing not popping around from one thing to the next to the next but just focused on one thing relaxed when you can do that when you can unify your attention like that you're giving your entire attention to the thing that you're focused on. Something special happens when you do that. Your entire being tends to align behind your attention. And that's what we're talking about here. It's important to have that skill, and it's a skill that meditation teaches us is how to be focused on one thing at a time. Part of what that allows is that sense of division that we all live with, which comes from a lot of things. This condition of the modern age, being just one of them, a big one, but one of them, that leads to that sense of constant division and distraction. It's in light of that, that having this capacity to relax and focus just on one thing at a time is so valuable and is so important. So it keeps you rooted in the present moment. With practice, the art of meditation, it teaches you how to stay relaxed and focused. And in that space of present moment awareness, we're really free from the stress response. You know, that stress response, that is probably one of the greatest banes of productivity. It's one of the biggest enemies and undermining factors of productivity. And instead, That state of relaxed focus is really conducive for creative breakthroughs, increased self-regulation of the sort that we were talking about in those two studies, and flow states, deep states of immersion in one thing, where your sense of time disappears, your sense of physicality disappears, where you're really one with the thing that you're doing. There's not even a sense of you in that one thing. There's just the sense of doing. There's a kind of unitive property that comes into play in that moment, that kind of flow state. If your work, if you can get into a flow state, that's one of the most beautiful, awesome things that you can experience. I remember when I was in college, I used to wait tables. I was a, a server. And I remember I would just get moving through that milieu you of going from table to table and serving. And I'd just be in a flow state. I'd just be in this kind of wave of service to all my customers. And just, there was something incredibly exciting. It was like a dance. But I look back now, I understand what was happening. It was more just this sense of of a singular focus that swept me up and then I was just in it. And then the whole thing was a pleasure. So here's an example of, how meditation can make you more productive. Here's how it works for me. When I meditate in the morning, meditation, it calms my nerves, it settles my mind, and often it really opens my heart. Now sometimes I will add prayer into that. And so from this ground that I establish in meditation, I look out on the day ahead of me And I decide from that very open, calm space, what's the most important thing to accomplish? Where am I going to get the biggest quote-unquote bang for the buck on my energy and engagement? So in this way, I tether my meditation practice to my daily intention and my goals. And as a result, I maintain a calm focus that really keeps me on course through the entire day. And am I perfect in this? No way, but it's a baseline. And that's the thing you need. We all need to create this kind of baseline. It's very helpful. And this practice that I'm describing, it helps me let go often of activities that aren't aligned with my daily intention. And if you're like me, and I think most of us tend to, Act like this, if you don't take that time to really just focus and maybe isolate one or two things during your day that are going to really make the most difference, if I do these things, I know that everything else is going to be gravy. And often that's not always immediately apparent because there's always so many things, like we're talking about, jostling for your attention. But when you sit in meditation in the morning, even if it's for five minutes, and you're just quiet and you're just with yourself, that is the perfect ground then after really establishing that to then pause and ask yourself, okay, what is the most important thing for me to do today? And you can come up with one or two things. I mean, maybe it's three, but you want to you keep it obviously as simple as possible and understand that when you set that intention then, when you identify that, those one or two things, and you say, okay, that's it. Then when you do that at the start of your day, you're, you're setting the conditions for amazing focus. And that is really what I have found. When I do this, the bottom line is I'm always more productive and more focused when I marry meditation with my daily goals and my intention. To be honest, sometimes that's, that isn't just at work. Sometimes that is like when my wife and I decide, hey, this is what we need to get done this weekend. I include that because Lord knows like when I'm at home on the weekend, sometimes it's much easier for us to just kick back and read together. And boom, two hours just went by. And you know, that's wonderful and it's important. And it's one of my favorite things to do. But when you have things you really do need to get done, this can really help. It can really help you be more productive. So if you're interested in trying an unconventional approach to productivity, I recommend you start with a simple five-minute meditation, whatever your meditation of choice is, or just sit very quietly and very still and listen just without judgment for five minutes. Whatever works for you. Just be with yourself. And after you do that, spend a couple minutes setting your daily intention and goals. And test it for a while. See what happens. See if that helps you. And if you want a book recommendation to go along with that, I recommend The One Thing by Gary Keller. It's a wonderful book. It had a really big influence on me. And he talks all about this. He doesn't so much talk about meditation, but he really talks about narrowing what you're trying to accomplish down to one or two things. So do this for a few days and see what happens, and I think you'll be amazed at the results. So if you have any meditation productivity tips or hacks that you'd like to share, send me a tweet. I'm at Modern Meditator on Twitter, or you can leave a comment over on our Facebook page at About Meditation or leave a comment on this article at aboutmeditation.com forward slash podcast. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a star rating and a review. That's a big help for enabling other meditators to discover our show. And just a reminder, as we go into the holiday season, We all enter into warp speed around this time. And it's like, there's a lot of fun, but there's a lot of crazy too. So just remember to breathe occasionally and just take it easy. Check yourself, pause, notice where you are, how you feel. Tune into your five senses. That's always a good thing to do at any moment. It's a powerful mindfulness tip. And check out over at aboutmeditation.com. If you haven't already, we have a bunch of free meditation resources that you can pick up our meditation for life series includes two free guided meditations and a three-part seminar so check those out we cover some of the topics we've talked about today like stress but there's a lot more and two really valuable guided meditations one is a focus on the breath and another one is a deep body scan so i think you'll like those And yeah, I hope you have an awesome week. Again, let me know what you think. And today we're going to end with a quote. And this quote is from the award-winning journalist Pico Iyer. And he says, Many of the wisest voices in our tradition, from Whitman to Thoreau, have talked about the virtue of loafing The less you struggle with a problem, the more it's likely to solve itself. The less time you spend frantically running around, the more productive you are likely to be.